hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 105 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. With a little over a year and a half into this podcast, Thank y'all for reaching over 3,000 downloads of North American Outdoors. It's been fun so far. I've had some great feedback on some topics that I've done, and I have a whole spreadsheet of ideas for future content. So I'm looking forward to the next 3,000 and beyond downloads for this podcast. What we're going to talk about today is something very important for everyone out there who owns a firearm and who carries a firearm. There's a lot of things that we need to be aware of as responsible firearm owners and those of us who do carry that are licensed to carry and even those who are carrying under the new permitless carry, um, depending on which state you live. And of course, I'm speaking specifically of Texas, but there are several states that do now have the permitless carry or the constitutional carry. But whether you carry in that regard or whether you carry a firearm, um, if you're licensed with your concealed carry or you're licensed to carry, there's things that we absolutely have to be aware of um, to make sure that we are not only complying with the law, but that we are carrying safely and responsibly. So as a refresher, the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution restates the broad permanent right of the people to keep and bear arms. This amendment, like other amendments in the Bill of Rights, restrains the government and commands it shall not infringe upon that right. So oftentimes we hear the terms constitutional carry or permitless carry or unrestricted carry. They're usually interchangeable, but they are different in their definitions. Constitutional carry is a broad term that's applied to states that do not require a license or permit to carry a handgun, and a handgun is either a revolver or a semi-automatic. The name constitutional carry has caught on in recent years as a reference to the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. Supporters of constitutional carry point to the text of the Second Amendment as their permit or license to carry a handgun in public. The general idea of constitutional carry is that every person who is not prohibited by law from legally owning a handgun should be free to carry it openly or concealed in public. 
they should not fear prosecution for simply exercising their right to bear arms under the Second Amendment. Constitutional carry also means that the state's law does not prohibit citizens who can legally possess a firearm from carrying handguns. Thus, no state permit is required. Sometimes constitutional carry may be conditional, such as in those states that have no laws prohibiting the open carry of a handgun, but which require a permit to carry the handgun concealed. Permitless carry, on the other hand, includes constitutional carry states, as well as states where an individual must meet certain qualifications, such as no DUIs in the past 10 years, or other state-specific guidelines that individuals must follow. Some states are fully unrestricted, meaning that no permit is required for open or concealed carry. Other states allow the open carry of a firearm or a handgun without a permit, but do require a permit for concealment. Each state determines the requirements and any limitations on the carry of firearms within that state. As of today's podcast, there are 21 states which allow permitless carry. These states currently are Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. North Dakota allows permitless carry for their residents only and only concealed carry. If you have not yet taken your LTC or license to carry course and you are here in Texas, a person carrying a handgun under the authority of Texas constitutional carry must not be prohibited under state and federal law and must meet these following requirements. The first requirement is you must be 21 years of age or older to carry your firearm under permitless carry. Requirement two is you must not be prohibited from possessing a firearm in a public place under Texas law. Those who are prohibited from possessing a firearm in a public place include felons or persons who have been convicted of a felony, persons convicted of assault family violence, which means a person who has been convicted of a class A misdemeanor assault involving a family or a household member before the fifth anniversary or release from confinement or community supervision, whichever is later. And finally, a person other than a peace officer subject to a protective order who received notice of the order and before the expiration of the order is also prohibited from possessing a firearm under certain protective orders. All of this information is spelled out in the Texas Penal Code. The third requirement is within the past five years, the person must not have been convicted or a final judgment of guilt of these certain offenses. The first is assault, which causes bodily injury, deadly conduct, a terroristic threat, disorderly conduct discharging a firearm, or disorderly conduct displaying a firearm. Again, all of these are spelled out in the Texas Penal Code. 
And the fourth requirement are those individuals must not be prohibited from possessing a firearm or ammunition under federal law. The United States Code spells out the federal laws that apply to constitutional carry and who can and cannot possess firearms. So number one are felons. So a person convicted of a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year is ineligible from possessing a firearm or ammunition under federal law. Number two, fugitives from justice. A person who has fled from any state to avoid prosecution for a crime or to avoid giving testimony in any criminal proceeding. Number three, addicts. A person who is an unlawful user of or addicted to any controlled substance. The U.S. government considers marijuana to be a controlled substance, including use by individuals who reside in a state that has legalized marijuana for medical or recreational use. So what that means is a person may be simultaneously legal to use marijuana under state law, not Texas, yet prohibited from purchasing and possessing firearms under federal law. So here in Texas, the word intoxicated means not having the normal use of mental or physical faculties by reason of the introduction of alcohol, a controlled substance, a drug, a dangerous drug, or a combination of two or more of those substances, or any other substance in the body. Or intoxicated also means here in Texas, having a blood alcohol concentration of 0.08 or more. So if you show up to a gun range and you are intoxicated or quote high and you have a firearm, you can be arrested. Those who are unlawfully carrying, this can escalate pretty quickly. If you're on a range or you're shooting, that also can equate to deadly force. The next category dealing with the United States Code is a person who has been adjudicated as a mental defective or who has been committed to a mental institution. An illegal alien who is illegal or unlawful in the United States or if they have been admitted to the United States under a non-immigrant visa and do not meet certain exceptions under the U.S. Code are also prohibited from possessing firearms or ammunition under federal law. Those who are dishonorably discharged from the armed forces under dishonorable conditions also may not possess firearms or ammunition under the U.S. Code. Those individuals who renounce their U.S. citizenship are prohibited from possessing firearms or ammunition under federal law. A person who is subject to an explicit court order restraining them from harassing, stalking, or threatening an intimate partner or child of the intimate partner, or engaging in other conduct that would place an intimate partner in reasonable fear of bodily injury to the partner or child. A person who has been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence may also not possess firearms or ammunition under the U.S. Code. A person carrying a handgun under the authority of Texas constitutional carry may either carry concealed or openly in a holster. 
The definition of concealed is that no part of the handgun is visible based on ordinary observation. If an individual chooses to carry openly, what that means is a handgun that is partially or wholly visible based on ordinary observation, those firearms must be carried in a holster. The law has simplified holster requirements. All references to shoulder or belt holsters have been removed from Texas law. All that it says is that the firearms must be in a holster. A handgun should never leave the holster unless the person is acting in justified defense or other lawful activities. It is up to each individual to know where they can and cannot possess and carry firearms. Generally, a person carrying a handgun under the authority of the Texas Constitutional Carry may do so in any public, non-prohibited place or a public place without effective notice, whether it's verbal or written, as describing that a handgun is prohibited. There are places where a person cannot carry under constitutional carry and even if you have your license to carry. A person commits an offense if the person intentionally, knowingly, or recklessly possesses or goes with a firearm or other prohibited weapon. Any public or private school or educational institution, unless written authorization from that institution is given. Any polling place, whether on voting day or during early voting. The premise of any government court or office, unless written permission is given. Race tracks, including horse tracks or dog tracks. The secured areas of airports. Within 1,000 feet of TDCJ property designated as a place of execution with notice. On the premises of a business that falls within TABC 51% sign. These are basically bars. If an establishment sells alcohol by the drink and receives 51% or more of its income from alcohol sales, it must display a 51% sign to legally give notice to all persons that the place is prohibited. Under the Texas Penal Code, a violation of carrying into a 51% or prohibited place is generally a third-degree felony. Another prohibited place is on the premises where a high school, collegiate, or professional sporting event or interscholastic event is taking place, unless the person is a participant in the event and the firearm or other prohibited weapon listed in the penal code is used in the event. It's prohibited on the premises of a correctional facility, on the premises of a civil commitment facility, on the premises of a hospital, or on the premise of a nursing facility unless written authorization is given. Also, in an amusement park and in the room or rooms where a meeting of a governmental entity is held. These rules do not apply to a person who is traveling, who is engaged in lawful hunting, fishing, or other sporting activities, or is en route if the firearm is commonly used in that activity. Also for licensed security or personal protection officers, 
or if a license to carry holder has their firearm in a concealed manner or in a holster. When Texas constitutional carry went into effect on September 1st, 2021, with that came another sign that was a legal effective sign for businesses to display that prevents a person carrying a firearm under the Firearm Carry Act of 2021. The Texas Penal Code Section 30.05 or 30.5 establishes a new option for property owners to provide notice to exclude non-license holders carrying a firearm, which means those who have not completed their license to carry or LTC class. It prohibits these non-license holders in places governed by the general trespass statute. The sign could come in many different forms, but the only legal requirement is that it reasonably likely comes to the attention of the person who enters the building. These signs are effective against a person carrying under the authority of the Firearm Carry Act and not LTC holders. Texas Penal Code Sections 30.6 and 30.7 establish strict requirements for signs to give legally effective notice to exclude license holders who are carrying in Texas in places not otherwise governed by statute. It is also important to realize that valid warning to not carry on premise can be given orally, in writing, or by signage. Just because you can legally carry a firearm, if of course you meet all the provisions to carry a firearm, just because you can carry through constitutional carry, it doesn't automatically give you common sense. If you can legally buy a firearm, you can't always carry a handgun in public without a license or LTC. There's age limitations, there's restrictions on who may lawfully carry, There's restrictions on how a person must carry. There's restrictions on where carrying a firearm is allowed and not. And there's several other rules that apply to those who are following the constitutional carry that went into effect in Texas September 1st of 2021. It is up to the individual to research and learn these laws to remain compliant with the law because a mistake by someone who is licensed to carry and has their LTC permit versus that same mistake made by someone who does not have their permit who's exercising their constitutional carry might mean the difference between a felony or a Class C misdemeanor. So it is up to you to learn the laws and to understand those laws so you are aware of what you can and cannot do. If you don't know, the best place to go is to a reputable source to ask or to do your research for the information that you need to know to be that responsible, Second Amendment loving firearm owner here in Texas. You might ask yourself, if I'm a law abiding person and can now carry my handgun without a license, why should I get my license to carry permit? This is one of the top questions that I get, and my answer is always, absolutely, it is a huge advantage to get your license to carry permit. There are several circumstances where getting your LTC are beneficial, and in some instances, they're necessary. Texas law gives LTC holders more rights. 
states that recognize each other's handgun license, either by agreement or statute, are considered reciprocal. Where one state recognizes another state's valid license to carry handgun, that's considered unilateral. If you do not have your license to carry permit, you will be breaking the law if you leave the state of Texas without your license to carry and you are carrying your firearm. So reciprocity is a huge benefit of being able to have your license to carry permit and lawfully carrying that firearm across and through other states that do recognize Texas LTC. Again, it is your responsibility to do your research and go to your state's Department of Public Safety website to find each and every state that you will be going to or traveling through to know if you are going to be in compliance leaving Texas and traveling to those states with your lawful firearm and your license to carry permit. Another advantage of having your license to carry permit is an instant background check meaning you don't have to wait several days, potentially longer, to go through those background checks when you purchase a firearm. Every person who purchases a firearm from a federal firearms licensed dealer or an FFL is subject to a background check through the National Instant Criminal Check System, or NICS. This can lead to many delays and denials due to mistaken identity. However, No NICS background check may be required if the person is legally exempt for reasons such as possessing a state-issued firearms license like a Texas LTC. So that is another advantage of having your license to carry permit is when you're buying those firearms, it's an instant purchase. Next week in our podcast, we will dive into more advantages of having your license to carry what the steps are to apply for your LTC, what the class will look like and what the range qualification will be like, and some additional advantages of having your LTC permit and being that law-abiding citizen. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at NorthAmericanOutdoors. Have a great day. You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.